Welcome to RSN's Race Day. Ready? Gates crash back in racing. For the first hour, it's the first word. Here's Gareth Hall. Yes, this is RSN Saturday Race Day on this Saturday, of course, the 16th of July. Good morning to you listening on your local RSN 927 dial throughout Victoria. And hello to you wherever you may be listening on the RSN 927 app. Our sister channels right across this great country and also on our website at rsn.net.au. Well, we are back at Flemington for the VRC's final meeting of the season. Really looking forward to it. A couple of interesting races, and it's great to see the running once again of the Flemington Cup 1849. And uh, it's been a terrific race in the last couple of years since it's been reintroduced to the VRC calendar. And the favourite there today's last year's VRC St. Ledger winner through Irish eyes. Also looking forward to the two-year-olds to travel over the 1,800 metres in the Biley Handicap. And, of course, the winner of this race gets a free pass into either the Group 1 Penfold Victoria Derby or the $1 million Group 1 Kennedy Oaks. So looking forward to that final meeting um, for the VRC this season. And it's a nine-race program, don't forget, the Melbourne Form Panel, led by Warren Huntley, David Gately, and also Mark Hunter this morning, just after 8 o'clock. We'll also preview Rose Hill, Eagle Farm, Morfordville, Belmont in the Interstate Out, and also take a look at the trots tonight at Ballarat, and it's a really good night of greyhound racing at the Meadows, highlighted by the maturity heats, and the best dog in the country, well, she's fast, is going around once again. Plus, it's a big first word, of course, here on RSN Saturday Race Days, we catch up with all of the major players at Flemington and also Rose Hill today. And the bit, of course, to help us back a winner on this Saturday. RSN's Race Day and the first word with Gareth Hall. Let's head out to Flemington and catch up with Liam O'Keefe's right-hand man, Brendan Jackson, who is doing our track report this morning. Brendan, good morning to you. Good morning, Gareth. What are the conditions like this morning, and have we had much rain over the last 48 hours? Uh, we've had no rain over the last two days, and we've put the track up at a soft seven um, with rail in the four-metre position with a going stick of 9.2. The inside's 9.2, the outside's 9.2, and the shear's 10.9. Um, we've had 17.8 millimetres of rain for the week, uh, no irrigation, and the moisture's 39.2%. Um, the forecast for today, Gareth, is 13 degrees with some possible showers late in the afternoon, but some, some strong winds, some northeasterly winds throughout the day. So, yeah, that's what we've come up with. All right, mate. So, soft seven, if those winds do pick up, do we remain at that rating? Uh, look, we could definitely go up. Um, yeah. yeah, it just depends on sort of when it rolls in. Um, but, yeah, we'll reassess when the stewards get here and, and go from there. How strong are these winds? Uh, 30k north easterly, so okay. pretty decent, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, sorry. 30k north easterly, so you, um, around the circle, you're looking for a bit of cover, is that right? Uh, yeah, it can generally come from uh, tail end, roll down the back, yeah. yeah. What about, does it affect the straight races? Uh, it, it probably affects them in regards to, around the circle, it probably protects them a little bit. So yeah. once they hit the turn, you tend to get the stronger winds, so... Yeah, they might run a, a touch quicker times down the straight. Yeah. Yep. All right, then. Um, so is it advantage down the straight to get a little bit of cover, I guess, if those winds do pick up over the uh, yeah. UK? Yep. Yeah, it's supposed to sort of pick up um, early 
early sort of lunchtime and, and be strong throughout the day. So, um, yeah, the track's in, in pretty good condition for this time of year. Um, it's a minor wear across the track, but all in all, it should, should race well. And where do you think they'll go down the straight? Uh, yeah, tend to, tend to sort of race up the centre of the course. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if they didn't race race up the centre. Yeah, and it's had a, as it always does, it's had a pretty busy winter campaign, Flemington, so I guess it's looking forward to a bit of a holiday before we get into the spring after this. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's done really well um, throughout winter to, to hold up with all the racing we've had. Um, and, yeah, we look forward to doing some remedial work and getting it ready for the spring. Good on you, mate. Where's the boss today? A holiday? Uh, day off, I think he's I think he's looking after the kids and visiting some family. Oh, good on him. And um, what about, have you heard any whispers around the track there at Flemington during the week? Uh, no, no whispers. No. Um, no, none whatsoever. Sorry, All Gareth. Right. All right, mate. You enjoy your day. Good on you, Brendan. Thank you. There's Brendan Jackson there, the assistant track curator to Liam O'Keefe there at the VRC. And Paul Graham joins us because the other meeting here in Victoria today is in Gippsland at Maui. Paul, good morning to you. Good morning, Gareth. How are you going this morning? Yeah, beautiful, mate. Um, what's it like there in Maui? Oh, it's a it's a cracking morning actually. Um, yeah. There was there was cloudless skies early with a, a full moon beaming down on us. It's just a little bit of cloud starting to sneak in now, but um, like the, the the track was surprisingly dry, so very little um, very little dew overnight, which is unusual for the valley. Uh, and we're actually expecting a, a reasonable day by all reports. They're saying um, 14 degrees and a bit of sunshine and uh, and light breezes. So, uh, yeah, all in all, we're, we're looking forward to a pretty good day. Sounds like God's country at its very best today, mate. Uh, um, yeah, it's a funny old climate down in the valley, but it always keeps you interested. <laughs> Heavy night at the moment. Do we see an upgrade then? No. As I said, look, the wind hasn't blown down here for near on six weeks. It's been yeah. shockingly still. So, look, it'll 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 just remain a nine, genuine nine for the whole day. All right, mate. And that rail, where's it today? Yeah, we pushed her out five metres from the last meeting from true to five. Uh, so they'll tend to, uh, as soon as we push the rail out, they'll tend to use the, the, the whole of the track. Um, and of late, it's sort of been, you know, it's been a bit of an on-speed track the last couple of meetings. So uh, I'd imagine we'd, we'd be along the same type of... Uh, the same type of scenario. As I said, very light winds. It's only going to be 14k northerly, which actually comes across the track. Uh, so that that really won't uh, won't come into effect. Um, and yeah, yeah, once again, we've we've had a fair whack of winter racing. You know, a little bit of marking on the track, but for this time of year and for the valley, she's uh, she's in really good nick. Go on, you Paul. Enjoy your day, mate. Thanks very much, Gareth. You have yeah, a good one too. Yeah, there's Paul Graham. Thanks for the update there for that Moe meeting. This afternoon, and let's get stuck into our first word. Matty Kamani, David Brideoak, Nigel Blackiston, Jason Warren, Levi Kavanagh, Matty Smith, Matt DeCock, Gavin Bedgegood, Cindy Alderson, Tommy Dabernick, Benny Hayes and Trent Bustedon will be joining us in this hour. And to kick it all off, we'll head to Ballarat to catch up with Matty Kamani. Good morning, Matt. Morning, guys. This looks a nice race in the Rising Stars final for the Apprentice Jockeys for Sue Sonic. How is she fourth up? Yeah, she's really well. Uh, she's not one we do a huge amount with between races to keep her nice and fresh so that she has that sprint, which we see and have seen in all our races so far this prep. Um, hoping that the little extra distance will help her get to the line in front because she usually sort of runs out of ground. Um, but she's in great shape. Is the 1,600 metres looking at her record? Looks like it's nearly her ideal trip. Yeah, I think so. And it should work well for her at Flemington. Um, she's a little bit difficult because she's, not particularly quick away and a bit slow into stride. And we won't probably try to change her pattern too much because uh, when we tend to ride her forward, it seems to bring her undone. So 
we want to keep that sprint in her, but um, hopefully she gets a nice clean pass through and um, and you know can really make use of the long straight. In sometimes in these apprentice races, the speed can be on. Which you be looking yeah, for? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I think a, a solid tempo up front um, will help her, so long as she doesn't get too far back in the early stages. Um, uh, you know, if they're, if they're tiring late on, it should help her really finish off well. Are you confident? Yeah, I'm quite confident. That, I'm confident she'll run a big race again, uh, but I'm hoping that, uh, you know, that, that we get a little bit of luck and she can find her way through without having to come too wide or, or get stuck. In race number seven, you've got Credence. You'll go around at a big price, of course, in uh, the 2,000-metre race. Uh, how have you got him today? He's in really great shape. I mean, he's, he's fantastic for a horse that nearly died 12 months ago. He had uh, travel sickness, um, and it was pretty bad. But he's come back in terrific order. You know, it's a little bit difficult for him. He's at his highest ever mark. Um, his first up run was a really difficult mile race, and he's not really a miler, so uh, was unimpressive. Uh, it's not exactly an easy race today, but I think the extra distance should help him. Uh, if we can be positive at the gate and be in a forward you know, forward of midfield position, I think uh, we'll see him improve considerably. Um, but, you know, he's, he's probably in the last few races of his career, so we're really hoping for a turnaround today. Do you think that you can get him, obviously you got him in work, so you, you do think that, but what do you think will be the race that we can have a, uh, have a bet with him, or is it just a, a race-to-race proposition? It's a bit of a him? race, yeah, it's yeah. a race-to-race, uh, you know, question with him. Um you know, if he goes, if he has another race after this one, will depend on how he performs. Um, you know, he's he's carrying a, a, a lot of weight. He's at his highest ever mark. Uh, he's getting older, obviously every year. He's had a an issue. Um, you know, we need to see a real improvement today to get him back. But he's in great shape. As I say, back home, you know, he's working very well. He looks terrific. Um, you know, I think he's he's got a good as good a good chance to to show us. Um, you know how he's come back if he if he if he can, but um, you know it's really a, a bit of a question mark, I suppose. Good on you, Matty. You're missing home in the middle of winter at Ballarat. When I was reading um, social media last night, they're, they're calling races off because of the heat in England. Yeah, heat and prize money. It seems uh, is, yeah. is the big issue over there at the moment. Um, uh, yeah, look, I'm, I miss I miss a few aspects of home, but uh, certainly don't miss the state of racing. No, it's. Um, it makes you think when you look at their prize money and what's going on over there. We're pretty lucky, aren't we? Here, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're in a, we're in the best spot in the world really for for racing at the moment. And um, you know, I don't think we can rest on our laurels though. It'd be good to see some of the crowds at the racecourses like we see at the at the July course in Newmarket overnight, or as, as it's happening at the moment. I think there's a huge crowd there for for um, after racing uh, music festival. If if we could do a bit of that here, I yeah. think um, uh, certainly. Uh, you know, uh, help boost um, attendances and and ensure that we get good crowds into the future. Beautiful, mate. Um, you'll be a CEO one day, plus a, a Melbourne Cup winning trainer. Good on you, mate. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> There's Manny Kamani there. Nigel Blackiston joins us. He's got a a smart two-year-old going around in the Biley handicap over the 1,800 metres in Verifier. Hello to you, Nigel. Good morning, out. How you going? Thanks, mate. Um, the blinkers go on. Um, uh, verified today after. Geez, he got a long way back on debut there at Flemington, but you must have been happy with the way that he hit the line. His last 200 was super. Um, we got well back clearly because we had this uh, shocking barrier that day. 
Uh, Blink has gone on certainly to help him focus and concentrate a little bit more. For me, he's possibly very short in the market. Um, I think he's a very progressive, nice style of colt going forward as a sort of spring and uh, autumn three-year-old. I think that's when you see the best of him. But uh, whenever he does today, you get good experience from and can only keep on improving. Yeah, so do you think he has improved from that debut effort? He has. I mean, he galloped super here on uh, Tuesday morning on the course proper over a mile with a couple of older horses. I was really happy the way he sort of attacked the line and, and uh, finished his work off nicely. So... But he's going there fit enough. I think he's got enough grounding under him to have to have a, to perform well. But whether he's good enough to win, we'll have to wait and see. Was it a case that the blinkers were always going on for this race, or was it after you watched him on the boo, you, you thought immediately that he, he he needs them? He's always been one of those sort of colts that's just very laid back. He only does what he has to. Um, he's a bit of a sloth around the stable some days. Yeah. So I thought the blinkers were certainly so just make him focus. And he's been travelling nice and kindly, kindly with them at home. Um, so I hope they'll do the same job today. And when the business end comes down, he can perform better and pick himself up better. So basically you're telling us that he's got a bit of a future, but he might be, he will, well, he will be better as a three-year-old and $5 is far too short for him. I think so. I think, look, if, if he was 10 or 12 to 1, I'd say, yes, he's a, he's a place bet. But he's certainly, he's, I'm not confident he's, 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 a good, he's a winning bet. Good on you, Nigel. Thanks for that insight, mate. Good luck. Cheers, thank you. There's Nigel Blackiston there at 7.17. Gareth Hall with you. This is the first word on RSN Saturday race day. We'll take a break. On the other side of it, David Brideck, Jason Warren and Levi Kavanagh. And we'll also hear from some of the other major players that we've heard during the week here on RSN 927. RSN's race day and the first word with Gareth Hall. 7.19 on this Saturday morning. You're with Gareth Hall for the first word. Um, track update there at Flemington Soft 7. There is showers predicted later in the afternoon, but the winds might be getting above 30 k's and north-easterly there, which you probably want to be looking for cover around the circle, but especially down the straight um, today there at Flemington. And Levi Cavanagh's got a horse that will be on the pace in the Flemington Cup, 1849 over the 2,800 metres in horrifying. And isn't horrifying flying at the moment. Levi, good morning to you. Good morning, Gareth. I can actually confirm that the winds are quite strong and very icy this morning. Okay. Does that change your plans a little bit with horrifying after being so dominant on pace or you just got to go out there and do what you've been doing? Because since you've made that tactical move, he's just been in brilliant form. Yeah, he has. He has. Um, look, I... We'll leave everything up to Craig Williams today. I mean, jumping from barrier one, it's all going to be the, about the first um, few hundred metres anyway. Uh, I mean, the, whether he's a little bit slow or whether he jumps straight out, um, you know, I'll leave it up to him. He's he's um, going to be riding in today. And look, over 2,800 metres, there's plenty of time to sort yourself out and, and work out where you want to be in the run. What was the inspiration behind the, the move to, to ride him a little bit more forward? Well, he just, he was running some excellent races, but he would always get back and be too far back and then make an excellent sort of finishing burst in the in the final stages of the run and, and run an excellent fifth. And as we sort of step up to distance, we kept saying, oh, next start, next start. And um, we continued to sort of sim- have a similar sort of um, option. So, I mean, a couple of times we tried to get him going and he, he, he wouldn't get going inside um, horses and things like that. So... As we got out to a trip, and he could, um, in fact, make a bit of an early move and, and, 
and sit up on the pace without doing too much work, um, it actually came came off to plan and and um, had him he didn't have to do as much work in the final stages. He still had that sprint, but he was um, further forward in the in the field and didn't have to do as much work. And he's already enjoyed a pretty good performance over this track and distance in the Ramsden um, back in May. Do you think he's a better horse now? Yeah, look, I, he, he didn't disgrace himself in the Ramsden. I just think we were run short going into that. We'd gone, had a nice run at 2,000, then went straight up to the 2,800 to to um, have a go at the Ramsden and try and obviously get the ticket um, into the Cup. But I, I just think he was much better um, another run or two after that once he'd sort of gained that fitness. So... I think he's in a much better position now than when he was last time he attempted the 2,800 metres. You're confident he can win? Well, look, he's been in great form. Um, his last few starts, he's, he's right. He's running a good trip. He, he's happy and in great order. Um, you know, I, I can't see why he wouldn't feature again today. Um, we probably just pushed the button a little bit early in his last start, but um, he was still gallant in his performance to run third. So, you know, if, if, ever, if he can get um, the right sort of running today and... Um, can finish it off strong. Uh, you know, I don't see why not. All right, mate. Thanks for that update. Go and get them. Thanks very much. There's yeah. Levi Kavanagh is doing a really good job. He has horrifying, along with his father, Mark, in that Flemington Cup at 1849. And uh, another trainer that will play a major part in this race is Matty Smith. In fact, he's got three runners engaged in uh, the Flemington Cup. Matty, good morning to you. Morning, Gareth. We'll start off with Southern France. Um, He's new to your stable. What did you make of his first up effort there at Rose Hill? Yeah, look, his run was pretty good first up uh, over, you know, a distance that wasn't suitable. But uh, look, he he um, just maintained his gallop sort of all the way to the line. Um, just a bit short for him, that's all. Yep. Um, what are you expecting from him today, heading to Flemington over the twenty eight hundred? Yeah, look, it'll be interesting to see how he goes today. We're we're not 100% sure. We did miss a run in the in between. We missed our run at Caloundra due to the wet track, so probably a bit unknown today. I mean, the horse has got a good fitness base under his belt, and he's definitely suited by the distance, but, you know, he is second up 28, so a little bit wary about him today. We'll learn a bit more about how to train him, that's for sure, based on what he does today. Um, I would have liked to have had that other run in between just to tick him over, so... Look, we'll just watch him today, I think. I reckon Sweet Thomas would have enjoyed the Flemington Cup back in 1849 when they used to compete around the paddocks there at Flemington. He's a 10-year-old, but he wouldn't know it, would he? He just loves his racing. Yeah, he's a tough, tough yeah. little guy, no doubt about it. Um, you know, you could nearly you could make an argument to say he's going better now than he probably ever has. Yeah. So, um, uh, look, he's good. He, he, he didn't quite handle that track the other day. He's probably in the wrong part of the track at Caloundra, so... But he's bounced out of the race. He's in good shape. Um, he ran second in this race last year. And, um, you know, the smaller field really helps him. So he'll be a chance for sure. And Papalino, your third runner there with Jai McNeil taking the ride. And he was pretty good behind Ladon de V on that heavy track in the Caloundra Cup. Yeah, no, he's been um, actually working into form. He, he, each run's been better than the last through this preparation. Just had a little bit of trouble getting him out of the gates in, into a bit more of a prominent position. He definitely needs to race handy, the horse. And uh, he's just been stepping away poorly in big fields and getting caught back. So maybe today, with the smaller field, hopefully if he can jump away and get into a bit more of a prominent position, I think that suits the horse better. He was excellent last start at Caloundra. I thought he was, he was really good, and um, certainly he's in good form. So, And he handles a wet track. So he's certainly definitely 
a chance today, and the distance is not a worry for him. Can you split your three, Matty? Look, I, I think the horses that have had the, the right lead-up for the race are Papalino and Thomas. Um, they've definitely had you know, the, the right lead-up for a race like this. You know, um, Southern France is probably just you know, a run away. But, uh, look, it's hard to split the two of them. I, I don't know. I think um, Thomas is going super. Uh, his work's been excellent. And Papalino's run last start was good. Both those horses are going really well. So it's yeah, a bit hard to split the two of them. That's a good push. you got $11 for Sweet Thomas and Papalino. You can get $19 uh, with Jai McNeil aboard, who will be crowned the, uh, the best jockey during the season um, at Flemington this season. So you got a couple of good hoops there, and you got Ollie, of course, riding Southern France. What about in, in Sydney today? you got a couple of chances. The first of them is in that benchmark 72 um, in uh, Morales. Morales. Yeah, Morales, I should say, at $9, mate. Um, he's second up. What can you tell us? Yeah, look, he was super um, first up. No doubt he, he wasn't beaten far at all in a similar race. He drilled a, bit, a little bit of a better barrier. Uh, he probably he makes his own luck a little bit. He'll get out and out of the gates quick and put himself up on the speed. Uh, I think on the back of his off the back of his first up run, he's got to be a good each way chance today. He's going super. All right, that's a good push then for moralist in race four and Bella Spa goes around in race number nine. Um, Brenton of Della rides. What can you tell us there, Matty? Uh, yeah, she's been. She was good the other day, only in a small field, but she's come back in good order. Uh, look, this is a much stronger race, and there's a couple of pretty nice mares in this race, so a um, bit of a look and see for us today. She definitely handles the wet track. Um, not sure about the rising class just yet. You know, she might need another run to be be right at this level. Um, so just a bit of a watch on her today. And there'll be a heavy nine at Rose Hill. What's the weather like up there in Sydney? Yeah, today? we've got an eight, heavy eight. It'll be genuine yeah. heavy eight though. All right, mate, you've yeah. got runners all over um, New South Wales as well at Kembla Grange. Um, do you, what would be your best today with your team? Yeah, good question. The best today, uh, it's hard to tip those horses in those good races, even though they're going well. I, I think probably good each-way chance today be Morales. Right, good each-way chance for sure. We'll have something each-way. Good on you, Matty. Keep on dominating. Anytime. It's Anytime. Good. Thank you. Matty Smith, very good trainer there, based at Warwick Farm and Moralist in race number four there at Rose Hill with the tap. You can get around $9 with uh, Jason Collard, who's riding in terrific form, taking the right. Now, Giga Kick's an interesting runner. Clayton Douglas prepares. This horse was so impressive. Boy, he ran some time um, on debut. Now, Matty Cartwright claims uh, one and a half on Giga Kick, this son of uh, Scissor Kick, won nicely at sale. This is what Clayton Douglas had to say about his two-year-old, which is the strong favourite in the first um, a couple of days ago. Yeah, look, still um, learning a little, about, little bit about him. He obviously won his first start at the 1,100. Um, 1,000 on Saturday. Um, I think I think the horse is really, he's, he's forward enough and ready, and um, it'll just be be nice to see him back at the races. I think he's taken a lot of improvement off his Cranbourne trial the other day. Um, he had a nice gallop on Tuesday morning and come through that well. So, yeah, look, we're expecting him to run run, run quite well. Um, yeah, it'll sort of tell us where he goes um, after this start and then we can sort of hopefully map out a few other things after this. Yeah, he's at $2.15 giga kick in that opening race in the Flemington Cup once again. The favourite, of course, is the St. Ledger winner here at uh, Flemington last year in uh, through Irish eyes for Dave Eustace and Kira Ma. He's Dave Eustace. He is a talented player, but he just still doesn't quite know how to knuckle down and, and put them away. So 
ridden quietly um, is at this stage where he's most effective. Um, he's had a freshen up from Brisbane. And, um, you know, this has been the plan since then because actually he needs to get his rating up. He's, he's run some very good races without winning and, and as a result his handicap mark is um, still at a fairly low level. So um, we, we want to get his mark up so that he hopefully can contest better staying races through the spring. Yeah, and Jamie Carr rides uh, through Irish eyes in that Flemington Cup. And the other well-back favourite today at Flemington is Squid Game for Patrick Payne. Craig Williams has got a wonderful book of rides, and he rides Squid Game, which is the 220 favourite down the straight over the 1,000 metres in race six. And let's listen to uh, Patrick He's in Payne. fantastic order. He just loves the 1,000 metres up the straight. He sort of sometimes jumps a bit slow and then, then gets pulling mid-race. So up the straight, it seems to, you know, t- takes away... Takes away a bit of trouble that he might get into. As I said, he can catch up quite easily. So uh, from a trainer's point of view, it's probably the best we've ever had. And he's really fit and well. And, and as I said, like, he, he runs really well up the straight. So that's a good push from Paddy Payne when he talks like that regarding Squid Game. And he's had plenty of support during the week. At 7.30, this is the first word. Gavin Bedgegood, Matty DeCox, Cindy Alderson and David Brydak to come up. If we had a Rising Star Award in the trading ranks in Victoria, Gavin Bedgegood would be at the top of the market. What a season he has had, and he's definitely a trainer on the rise, and he's getting success, a lot of success in town with tried horses, and Nasrori is one of those, and he joins us now. Gavin, good morning to you. Good morning, Gav. Tell us the story about Nasrori. How much did you pick up this galloper for? Yeah, we purchased him about, uh, I think it was about, March or April last year for $15,000 and um, he was able to win a maiden for us straight off the bat and uh, had a pretty long racing campaign and culminated with a benchmark 64 win at Pakenham and um, sorry, he had another run after that and um, he just pulled up very um, bone bruised and and had to have a good break and uh, he's come back this campaign and, and been able to string two together which has been great. Your records nearly as well. I think you got Craig Bellamy covered by um, turning around tribe players and, and getting the best out of them. How do you identify horses like that um, and think, well, I think I can do a job with them? Look, he, um, he's by Schnitzel, and obviously being a small stable starting out, you can't afford to go out and buy those horses as yearlings. So um, the tried horse market's a good entry point for for us to be able to you know buy a, um, a well-bred galloper and Look, he'd only had the two starts for a second and a fourth. He didn't have bad form when we purchased him, and um, it was just—it was good to be able to, um, you know, get a result with him. What's impressed you about him most since he's been in your care? He's just very genuine. He, um, if he sort of runs below par, there's normally a legitimate excuse, and uh, you know, he—he he sort of handles all sorts of ground, and um, you can ride him forward, you can ride him back, and uh, he just tries 110 percent if uh if they all tried as hard as, as he um did it did make my job very easy they bet 15 dollars he's into 10 dollars um can he do it again at flemington down the thousand meters uh down down the straight over the thousand look squid game looks a stumbling block mm. but um i think he's coming to the races today in every bit as good of order um four weeks between runs we don't do a lot with him at home and he'll be um definitely fresh enough for the for the 1,000 metres, and there looks to be good tempo, and uh, he should just get a nice card behind them somewhere. And um, Yeah, I think he's a great each-way bet at that price. Stradari heads to Moe. Got a couple of duck eggs next to um, his name, this five-year-old. Can he win at Moe? He's well in the market there at $5. 
Yeah, he's, he's been well supported. I'd have to say I'm probably hopeful more than confident. Um, he came to us in good order and obviously his, his form's been a little bit below par, but he's got the good record at the mile and, and likes wet ground and uh, good stats at Maui. So uh, with a bit of luck in running, hopefully he can be in the mix. All right, mate. Should we be having a bet there um, with any of your runners today? Well, I think they're both really good each-way chances. All right, mate. Good luck. Keep on doing what you're doing at the moment. Thank you, Gareth. Great to catch up with uh, Gavin Bedgegood there. Let's hear from uh, David Eustace. He's got Mankane going around over the 2,000 metres in race seven, and geez, it looks tough to beat on the program there. Um, well, obviously, Mankane's racing well. And, you know, it'd be great to see him win again. He's, he's been campaigning through winter and, and has been impressive and, and, and gone to a, uh, a level where he's pretty much got through through his grades and, and that hopefully will end up in a in a good race and so that's David Eustace talking about Mankane. Matty DeCock uh, joins us now, part of the Griffiths and DeCock camp of course there at Cranbourne and they've got two well, they've got the one chance now with their two year old Transam doing battle in at that Biley handicap. Hello to you, Matty. Morning, how are you? Good, thank you. Can uh, the son of Piero step up to the eighteen hundred metres and uh win the Biley handicap this afternoon? Yeah, I don't see why not. He was uh, he ran a good race last time out of Flemington in the 1600, and there's a big weight turnaround with the winner, Kong Tree. There's about a three-kilogram turnaround, which uh, you know brings us into play definitely, and he's going to love the, the 1800 for sure. Did you always identify this horse that he would enjoy, would enjoy a little bit of extra ground? Yes, we've always had this race in mind and we're just fortunate that he's had a good prep and everything's gone smoothly and we, we arrive at the races today fitting well. He's got a wide escape to overcome. He's been forward in his last couple of runs. Where would you like to see him situated? Uh, well, there's been a scratching on our inside so we come in the barrier. Um, we'll probably just leave that up to Craig. He's a young horse and pretty versatile in his racing style. So Craig's Craig does all his homework and he's a... A genius from the saddle, so we'll probably just leave it up to him and, and let him just ride it as it plays out, you know? All right, and so he's a $6.50 chance there, Trans Sam, in race number five at Flemington. And you've got a couple of chances at Moe in that first race, Russian Glam and also Manuka Bay. Yeah, well, that race is full of first-timers, so it's always difficult to uh, know where you stand, but they've had race experience. Russian Glam was pretty good, I thought, uh, first time out. She just got a little tired towards the end of the race, so She's going to strip a lot fitter. And Manuka Bay, uh, she just travelled a bit keenly on the lead last time out and emptied out a bit late. So um, I reckon Russian Glam, she could be a good each-way chance. All right, then Jackie Berriman takes the ride. And should we say some enthusiasm for save your enthusiasm in that last race at Maui? Yeah, the old boy, he seems to be racing well uh, without winning. Hopefully, you know, today he can have a bit of lucky conditions to suit. He, he's a winner at the track before heavy nine, right distance. So on his day, he, he could win a race like this, um, but you, you just wonder if he's got that killer instinct still, you know? Yeah. Um, what would be your best chance today, mate? I would say Trans Am's our best chance today. Uh, we, we're pretty confident he'll run a good race. We've been aiming at this at this race for a while now, and like I said, he's uh, pitched up this morning, feeling fantastic, so let's hope he can deliver the goods. Good on you, Matty. Good luck. Thank you very much. There's Matty DeCock there. Let's have a chat to David Brider, who's got three chances engaged at headquarters at Flemington. Good morning to you, Dave. Thanks for your time. 
Yeah, good morning. Um, Starconi was impressive on the synthetic track. Can this son of Star Witness carry that form over onto the grass down the straight at Flemington in the two-year-old race? Yeah, I think he's uh, he's a nice big scopey horse uh, with good ability and uh, he'll handle the grass just fine. Um, yeah, he's he's um, he, he's he's a, uh, you know I know he's a bit of an outsider, but look, he's done nothing wrong and uh, he was quite he won pretty well. Yeah, do you think he'll enjoy the straight as well, or is it just a wait? And yeah, see? he he will he yeah. will um, he he actually travels really really. Um, really straight and uh, I think that that little bit of race experience he's had will stand him in good stead and he's not short of ability. You've got uh, young Gordray riding Soaring Eagle for your stable and claiming three and this mare by unencumbered, gee she was impressive third up at Sandown. Yeah she was great at Sandown. Look she was terribly impressive her first start this prep then the second start she she was only fair, but look, I think it was a bit of a second up. Uh, you know, she was she was probably she put so much into her first run, and then the conditions suited her the other day at Sandown, and um, she was back on top of a game. So, you know, it's, she's been a mare that's had a lot of quite quite a bit of racing at 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 a town level, and um, she's been in some quite good form races and. Uh, has been sort of in the in the minor money, but okay. So she's a she's a shot today. Yeah, when you have a look at her record, fourth up is when she seems to fire in her prep. Well, I'm hoping today's the day. Yeah, um, on pace once again, or just off them? Is that how you see her being situated there? Oh, she's very versatile. She can um, she can sit at most you know in most positions. It'll all be um, tempo related. Um, you know, we just have to. When you have these apprentice races, um, it's in some cases it can be foolhardy speed. Um, but you know, Celine has ridden her before; she's been successful on her before, and uh, I'll trust her judgment to um, to sort the tempo out. And if there's red hot speed, well, she'll be on the back of it. Twister Fury goes around in race six. What did you make of her run there at Caulfield? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. You know, the mayor's very, very quick. Um, it's She hasn't performed at Flemington uh, before, um, but it's all to do with, um, with you know, how, how she settles and whether she um, whether she's uh, too strong in front or, or, uh, or whether she's content to... Um, uh, to go along with herself. So, you know, she's a fast horse. Um, she's up in the ratings now. This is her level. This is her trip. And, um, yeah, I was keen to send her around. What's your best there, Dave? The best at Flemington is Soaring Eagle. And, Jesus, been interesting chatting to you recently on a Saturday morning and the way that you've been talking about the big buzz and... He had a lovely run there at Caulfield. He only got the job at a big price. When do we get to see him next? Uh, you'll see the big buzz. Um, depending on ground conditions, uh, the big buzz is in on Wednesday. Yep. Um, but there is a few options. And, and you know, as, as I said on the interview last week, the horse, is a, he, he's been just needing some a, a bit better ground and... Um, 
people that followed my advice got an inclination of what he can do last week at Caulfield, uh, and he will only improve. And you know, he's a horse that will win Saturday races. Um, and you know, his trips sort of from sixteen hundred to two thousand. So you know, for the punters, uh, I'd just keep an eye on him. Yep, he's definitely in our black book. Thanks for that insight, David, and good luck today. Okay, thank you. There's David Brideake there. And Tom Dabinick's got an inter- interesting runner in that sixth race at Flemington. Calcani Royale, who's first up for his camp, this daughter of Nakoni, and he joins us now. Good morning, Tom. Hi, Gareth. What can you tell us about this message joining your camp? Uh, well, she arrived for me in good condition, uh, previously trained by Kevin Corsons. And um, since she's been with me, she's been pretty straightforward, really. She's had uh, three jump outs and performed well in those uh, all around country tracks uh, uh, down this way and she has had experience down the straight so we thought today's not a bad uh, kickoff race um, she's uh, top weight uh, taken the claim and I thought on paper there looked to be pretty good speed she naturally puts herself uh, handy as well, but I thought we might be just behind the leading bunch getting a good run and uh, I'm sure she'll run well and there'll be a bit of improvement, to natural improvement to come. She's 35 weeks since she last ra- raced. So she's got a pretty handy record at the track and also the distance. Can she win first up or do we just wait second up where it seems to see? Well, she seems to have a better record second up, Tom. Uh, possibly, yeah. yeah. The, the, I think the favourite in the race, it looks a good race uh, for Squid Game. Uh, but we uh, certainly, on what I've seen, I think she'll, uh, you know, be. A, I, I'd be surprised if she didn't figure around the money. Um, I'd probably be more confident that she could fill a placing. Uh, yeah, and I think she'll naturally improve out of the run. My idea was to have a up and racing at this time of year, late winter, and and be a fit horse early in the spring. Uh, And she's performed in uh, black-type races but hasn't got black-type. So if we can sneak even a placing in a black-type race, it would be fantastic to her uh, future as a broodmare. So that's that's the short-term and and medium-term goal with her. Sensational, Tom. Well, good luck today with her, mate. Good, thank you. There's Tom Dabernick with uh, Kalgani Royale, first up for his stable in race number six. Also in race number six, Ferran Scova's got a wonderful chance. He's mare by Ritten Tycoon. Glenn Ingram, in fact, yesterday on RSN Central's Metro Form Express made this horse one of his plays there at Flemington. And Cindy Olsen's team Ooh. is going great guns, and she joins us now. Hello to you, Cindy. Morning, Gareth. Um Veron Scova, she's first up here. Your expectations with her because the spies at the jump outs have been pretty impressed there recently at Cranbourne. Yeah, look, I think even leading into her first start in the race, she's always trialled up impressively. She's a big, uh, strong, heavy mare who looks quite imposing when you're around her and long strides. So, and her record's pretty good, so I can, um, I can understand them being a bit of interest in her. Yep, so she's fit enough and ready to go to win first up. So, yeah, um, obviously there's improvement to come, but she's had two trials. She's been in work for a fair while now, and um, she's fairly clean-winded, and her work on Tuesday was really nice. 
I'm thinking she'll run right up to her best. Um, she was a bit unlucky last time she stepped out down the straight. She never really got a crack at him. So hopefully today she doesn't have the same encounter. And what do you think her level could be this 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 time around? Um, look, she's always had a few soundness issues, but um, her ability levels are probably not far off listed par. Um, excuse me, that's my pony snorting. <laughs> I thought it was... <laughs> What's his um, name? Douglas. Douglas has decided to have a snorting fest for yeah. some reason. <laughs> They're the heart and soul of stables, aren't they? Yeah, well, I've been very lucky that Julian Welsh let me ride him because he was... He was an infamous, um, famous clerk of the course horse. He was the horse that caught the caught the runaway down the straight at Flemington. So yeah. Dougie's retirement is taking carrying me around. So I'm not sure which one he likes best. So you get out on the the pony every morning, Cindy? Um, I do most mornings. Yeah. Um, today I think I'm about to retire because the wind's getting up. Yeah. <laughs> so does that Fine. just help you watch those horses work closely and then? get a close look at them straight after work when when yeah look i've only had him for a little while and i didn't realize how much i was missing the opportunity to have a horse like him especially one trained as well as him so really owe julian a debt of gratitude i think he felt sorry for me because i'm running around the track off it but um it's really added to it um, you know that opportunity to see your horses and see how they pull up and see their little idiosyncrasies so yeah maybe dougie's the key to the stable yeah, well, say good to Douglas for us. Um, how's Douglas, he... all saying hello, mate. <laughs> and, and what's he saying about Jigsaw? Is he okay? Uh, yeah, look, he just—he's never really backed up, and um, he just—he look, he's, his run the other day I thought was maybe below par, but then there was others in the same boat as him. Maybe it was the track, maybe it was the weight. There was a lot of unknown factors, but he's normally got a really, really amazing blood picture that horse, and it wasn't bad by any means, streak of the imagination, but it wasn't as good as his. So I thought, look, you can wait till next week. Um, there's a race there over 1,400 or a 1,200-metre three-year-old next week at Caulfield. So just felt we're on the side of caution and wait for the following week. All right, then, Cindy, just ask Douglas one more question. Vera Scova, yeah. should we have a punt today first up? He hasn't snorted, so I don't know what that means. He might be keeping it close to his chest. <laughs> <laughs> tell him not to tell Matty Stewart. What do you think? I think she'll go well. Yeah. I, I do. I, I feel like she's going to the races um, probably the most seasoned we've had her as a professional because as a professional, she had no issues and she's sound. So that's about as good as I can get her. And then the next bit's up to her ability and um, Jai McNeil's ride. Thanks for that, Cindy. Enjoy your morning. Cheers, bye. There's Cindy Alderson, 11 minutes to wait. This is the first word with Gareth Hall and RSN 927. RSN's Race Day and the first word with Gareth Hall. Let's catch up with Mike Maroney here on the first word. Good morning to you, Mike. Good morning, Gareth. How's Flemington this morning? Uh, Yeah, it's been quite nice. Um, as it always is, you know, nice views. You get a different view every day with the, where the sun comes up, etc. Yeah. What can you tell us about Memphis? She was second in a, I think she was second in Italian Oaks, and she's second up for your stable. Um, she's at a hundred to one. Yeah. Look, she's a real marathon runner. She yeah. uh, looks like a mile and a half plus for the mere to us. So uh, she's going to go through these motions to get fit. Um, she's a lovely mare. Uh, it's a lovely mare. So we're. Um, She'll be of more interest today, but I do think she'll want to go further than this. Of course, she uh, uh, gets to near, near the judge, I would think. And you've got Philadelphia Storm at $10, who's, a, I think, a terrific each-way chance in race eight. Is he ready to fire fitness-wise third up? Yeah, look, he's, he's fitting well. Um, just came off a 
very disappointing run. Uh, we're hoping it was just Caulfield and that um, he's been around on a bigger track. And he's certainly got better form here, so we're relying on that. But coming off a pretty um, poor last start, uh, effort, I thought. Yeah, so no excuses apart from maybe it, it was Caulfield with him? Uh, we're hoping that. We're just yeah. hoping that he's um, come back as good because um, it certainly is a below par run for him. What do you do from that gate with Stackhouse aboard? Uh, I just want to be happy. Um, yeah. We'll sort of go, won't go out there with any specific plans. Uh, just depends on what speed's on. You know, he's a, he's a good rider of uh, that sort of thing. Like he rode one of mine the other day, um, and we didn't necessarily think we were going to lead. We ended up leading just the way things went. But um, yeah, he's a, he's he'll heal some of that. So um, more hopeful than confident with him. We are, yeah, more hopeful yeah. than confident. Um, I'm, I'm what I saw last night. All right, mate. Good luck today, Mike. Thanks for that update. Okay, thank you. There is uh, Mike Moroney joining us there. Lindsay Parker got some excellent chances at Flemington. Benny Hayes joins us here on the first week. Good morning to you, Benny. Great to catch up. Morning, Gareth. How are you? Good, thank you, mate. Whispers around the um, the local pub scene in South Melbourne um, say that maybe the boss is back in town. That is correct. Yes. He's back from Hong Kong. Uh, Both J.D. and I and the family hadn't seen him for a long time, so it's good to have the boss back, the big boss. Has he turned up (laughs) at track work yet, or is he sleeping in? No, he's coming in. Uh, uh, He was interested to come and see. He hadn't hadn't actually seen our property for two years. Okay. So he was very interested to go see the property and see all the... Uh, the money is spent and all the new fencing, and uh, so he was very happy. He, he must be proud of you two lads. You've done a wonderful job. Um, 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 what's it like having him back home? Oh, he's good. He, he's, he's half having a little bit of time off because uh, it's a long season in Hong Kong. Um, but it's great. Uh, we ask him lots of questions, and he's got a bit of experience behind him, so yeah. uh, he's a good person to ask. Hoofs don't lie. Um, was it a big price on debut behind Thron Bone, but didn't have much luck? Um, has he improved since that debut effort? Uh, look, I'm really happy with him. Uh, it, he, you're correct, Gareth. He, he didn't get as much luck as we would have liked. He just got held up at a vital stage and actually thought he hit the line really well. And uh, to do that on debut, generally they do improve a lot into that second run. And um, down the straight, there's always a question mark, but... Uh, you've got to have a go, and you don't know until they run down the straight. You might love it. He surprised the market that day. Did he surprise you? Um, we've always actually liked him. He's always trialled up well. Uh, I think every trial he's been in, he won. Uh, so I think he was long in the market because it was a, wasn't a maiden, and there's a couple of really nice horses in it, which was understandable. But he showed, I think, that he's got the ability to mix it at city class, and um, throwing him in the deep end again. Uh, it was a good one to beat today, but uh, I think, you know, with the prize money for second and third, um, it's really good as well and wouldn't surprise me if he could win as well the way he's trained on. Is Mimi's awards day-to-day stepping up to the 2800 in the Flemington Cup? Well, she believes she won, yes. so she's a fantastic order. Uh, we're very happy. Um, she's very unlucky, of course, in my opinion, to lose that protest, but it's not much you can do about it. Uh, but the important thing is she came through that run in really good order. Uh, she hasn't put a foot wrong, and I actually think going out and trip again won't suit her. And uh, nice small field, and uh, 
She'll, she loves Flemington, and this track's got to be perfect for her. She loves the give out of the track. And Port Guillaume, I remember having a chat to JD before his first up effort at Caulfield, and he indicated that you've changed his training a little bit. Um, he's been over the hurdles, and it's really sharpened him up. Uh, you must have. How have you assessed his couple of runs back this prep? Look, they've been good. Like, I, you could not fault them. Um, last start, they crawled, and it was a sprint home on the 600, and it's probably not suitable to him. Uh, he probably needs a bit more tempo, and he got pulling a bit through the middle stages just because I went too slow, but I still thought he ran really well. Um, we've given him a, a couple of jumps trial, Gareth, and it's just sharpened him up and made him, a, in a funny way, a happier horse. He's just a bit more brighter in the yard, and um, he's also got a lot sounder as well. He was a horse who struggled with soundness, so... His day will come. He's got the ability to win a nice race here, uh, but we've just got to be patient, and hopefully today's the day in another competitive 2,000-metre race at Flem. And dropping back to the 2,000, not a concern? Um, I don't think so. I think his best runs here in Australia have been over 2,000-metre trip. Uh, for me, on the flat, uh, probably stepping out uh, to 2,800 uh, we just have a slight question mark whether he stays or not. Uh, and I think in a couple of weeks' time after this run, uh, there's a lovely 2,500-metre race that he can head towards. So um, I think 2,000 should be no problem and he's a nice top three chance. Can Nicolini Vito win first up in race nine over the 1,200? I hope he can. Uh, he's in great order. He's trolled up fantastic. Uh, the horse looks well. Uh, he spelled well. Um, I think for ask the question mark is probably for down the straight, uh, 1,200. You never really know how they're going to go. Uh, but he'll, he'll be nice and fresh. Uh, he's drawn in the middle, so we'll just hopefully get a bum. And uh, I think he'll run really well, and that should set him up uh, to getting out to his more preferred third trip, 1,400 miles. Love it, Benny. you got some nice chances. What's your best? I think Mimi. I think she's in really good order. JD playing for Yarrowa today? No, 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 no. He's um he's working today. Okay. Um, yeah, he, he got best on the the other week. Oh, did he so play? He's got, yeah, he did. He played last week. Okay. Got best on. <laughs> we're, we're just trying to get a market with the tab because we're just wondering if he's qualified to jump aboard Yarrowa for the GV Valley, which is based just around the Shepparton area, um, for the Premiership there. But we're still all waiting on a on an answer back, Benny. So I'll let you know. I'll, t- I'll tell you what the best bet today is, Gareth. Yes. My brother to get 15 touches or more in you... the, the fight for Carlton. Is this his first match? Because this is his first match because he was on the um, he was the sub there last week, wasn't he? In, in yeah, so he was sub and he got it on the last eight minutes. Yeah. And Carlton has given him him the opportunity this week, and um, he's a bit of a bull magnet in the VFL, and I think he's good odds for 15 plus disposal. He's a superstar, Will. Great to see him having another opportunity. Um, talented family, Benny. Good on you, mate. Cheers. There's Benny Hayes. Sean Cosgrove, good morning to you. Scratchings at Flemington, please. Yeah, today, showery and the rail's out four metres the entire circuit. It is a soft seven. We've got a total of 20 at the moment. Uh, race one, one Stupendo and six Rajneesh, one and six. Second event, one Central Pay, 13 Ocean Raider, 14 Top Honours, one thirteen fourteen. Third eight, Moscow Red, number eight. The fourth is number eight, Wits About Him, number eight. Race five, two, Grinsinger Bishop, and five, Captain L, two and five. 
Sixth event, 10 Cosmic Rhapsody. Number 10, race 7, 10 Herman Hess. Number 10, the 8th, 2 Jigsaw, 4 Pesquero, 10 Cheerful Legend, 11 Daily Bugle, and 12 Gabstar. 2, 4, 10, 11, 12. And race 9, 4 Pioneer River, 8 Selby Rose, 11 Gold Spark, and 14 Love Planet. That's 4, 8, 11, and 14.